Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 179. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing the good news, the stories of servant leaders, those men and women that are out there making a difference in the marketplace, in their communities around the world. We have a great servant leader and, and someone that is in a profession that is near and dear to my heart and in a profession that it is service. You know, it, it is the definition of service and they're putting others before themselves. And that profession is nursing, in particular registered nurse, Ann Avery in studio. Welcome, Ann. Hello. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So I know you, you wear several hats, you know, the main one being a nurse at the core. Um, you know, before we get into all the certifications and everything you have, just share with our audience a little bit about your background. You know, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? How did we get to where we are today? Well, I guess you could say I'm a valley girl. I a valley girl. I grew up in Bakersfield. Okay. Um, originally from Texas. Uh, my dad worked for Halliburton. We moved 18 times in 17 years. So I got really used to making friends and then saying goodbye. Okay, good. And then we came out here to California and settled in Bakersfield. And I went to, um, you know, through high school and college there and went to nursing school there. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Bakersfield College. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stay local. Yes. Okay. And then... Uh, and what had you, you know, what drew you to nursing in the first place? Well, I, um, you know, I was talking with my own physician at one point, mm. And he said, you know, what have you thought about doing when you graduate high school? And I said, I wasn't sure. And he said, I think you'd make a really great nurse. Why don't you look into it? Uh, I really hadn't done any volunteering mm -hmm. um, at the hospital or anything and uh, went ahead and... and you know, inquired and was accepted and have been very happy that I chose that. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's always fascinating to me how people end up in their own career. Right. Um, so that's wonderful that, you know, a, a smart person that you respected their opinion asked you the question, what might you do with yourself? Mm -hmm. And uh, recommended nursing to you. So that's fabulous. Right. And so where did you start out? Did you start at a hospital in Bakersfield or in a care center? Yes, I did start out um, at San Joaquin Hospital, which was a little community hospital back in the day. Mm. And um, when you're a new graduate, they often want you to do a lot of med surge okay. just to get a general education and experience. And then if you want to specialize, then you can kind of go out from there. Um, and then I did move to Santa Barbara. and One of my um, favorite places in the world. Oh, it's pretty wonderful it's beautiful. there. <laughs> it's where we got engaged. Oh, random okay. fact. Well, it's where we got married. Cool. <laughs> and uh, then I went uh, to work for rehab, a, a rehab unit there where they would keep people post-injury for very long times, um, anywhere from three months all the way up to nine months if it was a spinal cord injured person or something like that or a stroke. And because I really wanted to be involved with people, not just, you know, for three days and then say goodbye. I wanted yeah. to know my patients and... I'm not very high tech, so I'm pretty pro people. Pro so. people, pro relationship. <laughs> right. I like it. Me too. Yes. And so um, I started working a rehab unit there, and we actually got a young man in who had been electrocuted while working. Wow. And electrocution wounds are very different from other types. Yeah. Because I mean, the wherever odds the, of that are, I mean, I, well, I don't know what they are, but I know they're staggering. He was uh, riding one of the, uh, operating one of those caterpillar earth diggers mm -hmm. and um, hit a 50,000 watt cable at, you know, when he dug. And so Ooh. he was sitting on this huge piece 
of metal and was electrocuted. And these types of injuries have the, um, where the electricity goes in, it ra randomly leaves the body and it's so random. And so he had, um, he actually had wounds to the bone on so many parts of his body that I spent six hours a day for about three months changing his dressings. And I thought, somebody who's got to know this better, somebody in the world has got to specialize in this. Right. And so he'll How do we know not it. know enough about this? Well, they didn't. Right. And I know, but I'm saying that's, yes. you know, what so you're thinking. He'll never know it, but I took a 90 degree angle at that point and went into all wound care all the time. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, I'm glad because you did. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it sounds like up until that point, we, we didn't have enough research. Someone hadn't put the time in to say, all right, this is how you deal with this type of injury. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things, uh, because I'm an instructor now in wound care, that we say all the time to the students coming in, all of whom have to already have their either their nursing degree or their physicians or physical therapy degree, is that we can't just do it the way we've always done it. We have to have the science behind it, mm. and we have to know the national guidelines. Wow. Yeah. Can you share with us some of the other wound cases that you've worked on? Well, well, my goodness, there's been so many, but um, hmm. what would be another one? Ah, probably, well, of course, the ones that were the very worst situations you've ever heard in your life are the ones that come to mind in many ways. Um, but there had been <clears throat> oh, two sisters living together, and one did not have all her mental capacities, but was very strong physically. Mm. <clears throat> the other sister um, had all her mental capacities, but had a lot of physical ailments. And um, anyway, the sister that had the physical ailments um, ended up sitting on the couch and had a stroke. And mm. her sister com continued to care for her and feed her, although she never got off the couch for three months. They figured it was three months oh, that she wow. sat there um, until she went into a coma and stopped eating. And, yeah. and then her other sister thought she better call the doctor. And um, so at that point, after sitting for three months in one place, she had horrific injuries. Mm. And um, like, for instance, her knee-high hosiery had uh, gone down to the ankle. And the elasticity from that had actually um, done like a 80% amputation of her ankle and her foot over time. Wow. Things like that. Where she was lying on the pillow, her ear was now gone. Things like that. And uh, so anyway, when she arrived at the hospital, um, we had to put her into a whirlpool tank for about um, most of the day to get all the um, debris off of her and the dead tissue. And uh, so she was in rather bad shape. And uh, so she took a lot of care. Wow. But uh, anyway, she was very glad to be there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I know, you know, folks listen to this, it's, you know, it sounds traumatic, but this, I mean, these are real life cases, you know, and thank God there's someone like Anne that is now trained to deal with these things. How does, you know, you mentioned science before, you know, everything's got to be evidence based, you know, as you're one of the leaders in this field now, how does the documentation process go? It's like, a case comes in, you're like, no one's seen this before. We have a gentleman that got electrocuted, you know, on a tractor. Okay, 
how do we document this in a way so that the next time this happens, other people can learn from it? Well, one of the things that comes to mind is that that initial assessment when they come in is so important. Mm -hmm. And that's why I am, you know, speaking with you today about getting certified in wound care so that you know what you are looking at, especially on that initial assessment. Because if you don't handle um, the wound correctly and, in fact, the entire patient, not just the hole in the patient, but the whole patient, you could say, um, then you know your outcomes are not going to be as good, and your doc your documentation is going to be held in question, perhaps. Sure. And uh, so that's why it's so important that um, assessment is the number one, um, I think, jewel in the crown of the treatment nurse and being certified. Right. What happens on the front end in the very beginning stages? Exactly. And, and you may not know the answer to this, but it, it, how many you know, like. What's the percentage of nurses that might get this certification? I really don't know that, um, but I do know that um, the Wound Care Education Institute that mm -hmm. um, I teach, where I teach, yeah. um, has trained over 25,000 nurses, doctors, physical therapists, and others um, in wound care. So I do believe they are the number one educational opportunity for that. And um, more and more... Um, you know, it, it goes in trends sometimes. Well, there, yeah. there will be certain generation that are certified in a certain way. And mm. then the next generation comes along and there are some either, you know, um, amendments to how they're educated or there are new opportunities for uh, getting that education. And so I'm seeing now a new, a new group or a new age group, so to speak, uh, come into the field. Wow. And is it, but is it something where there's, you know, kind of a shortage here? Yes, there is definitely a shortage. I know for a while, um, because the many times the, in the acute care hospitals, um, the uh, coordinators for the wound care were, um, you know, wound ostomy continence nurses, WCNs, and they may be directing the program, but not actually doing the bedside care. And for a while, um, they were losing their jobs when, you know, things were really, really bad financially. And mm. now, so they had to show why they were worthy, you know, of, right. of being in that uh, director seat. And um, so now, you know, we have those that manage and then that those that do at the bedside. Got it. Got it. Okay. So it sounds like, you know, there's, there is an opportunity for those nurses that are listening and, and watching this program. You know, there's quite an opportunity there. And there's been a rise in wound care units and mm. some of the things going back to veterans, too. Um, I really like to see these units uh, being created and named um, limb salvage unit, that kind of thing, which really sets the, the mind that we're going to try to do everything to save your leg, you know, that kind of thing, rather than going to, um, you know, a doctor or others or a clinic or and just say, oh, we have to take the leg. There are so many more things now that can be done to revascularize, you know, that uh, that limb or to do certain health uh, habits that are going to help. Yeah. And I know one of the things, you know, that I'm interested in is talking about treatments and, and using some ancient remedies. Yes. We talk yes. about that a little yep. bit. Well, because there has been so much fear-based medicine, which is one of my main focus areas that I teach about, 
so much we're so afraid that it's going to get infected that we automatically use antibiotics and you know we overtreat mm. and so through the course of time what's happened now is we have a lot of antibiotics that no longer work and so what we're really trying to train people to do is to treat wounds appropriately to recognize if they do need you know antibiotics or some kind of antimicrobial agent on there, that type of thing. And so it's really just, um, you know, trying to find things that will kill the bacteria. And so they've gone back to some ancient remedies like the use of silver. Silver. Um, silver dressings. Uh, you can okay. get silver in gel now. And uh, so anyway, one of the things about silver that they're finding is that it's not causing the um, microbial resistance that antibiotics have caused. And so that's a really great thing. Um, honey. So is this like gauze infused with silver? Well, they even, uh, it, because we now have modern wound care, we're not just using gauze and normal saline. We have, you know, silver and foam. I'm a very lay person, but let me be clear when it comes <laughs> okay. to this. Well, it's a lightly salted water, so to speak. Okay, saline. got it. Yes, just because it's uh, homogeneous with the uh, blood. So anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, honeys and silvers and seaweeds now. Uh, think about wow. seaweed when the native people might um, go to the beach and they see that the tide is out and the seaweed is all flat and crinkly and then the tide comes in and the seaweed goes and it kind of gets all fat and absorbs all that seawater, right? Well, they have taken that seaweed and spun it into like a foam kind of a dressing. And when they put that on, it just absorbs like crazy. That's what its job is. Randomly enough, I actually know a little bit about that cool. as a kid who grew up in Cape Cod, raking Irish sea moss. Uh. And one of the uses would be for skin care. And mm -hmm. they would grind down, dry it up because it had those types of properties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really fascinating being able to use some of these ancient remedies, you know, and natural minerals and things that we found in nature to help versus, you know, super modern technology. Right. And a lot of people are very happy to hear the word natural. Yeah. Generally speaking, many of these are not as expensive either, you know, as wow. some of the antibiotics might be. So they're, they're really good for the general population. Great. Love it. Yes. I know that, you know, you also do some legal work, you know, share, share with our listeners a little bit about that, you know, in the wound care, you know, as there's cases and different things come up, someone's got to defend, someone's got to argue. Right. Well, as I do travel in my work, and mm -hmm. I do see all kinds of billboards that say 1-800-BED-SORE, um, just call us, and oh, we'll God. defend your loved one, and all of that. And certainly in long-term care, where people spend their final years or months, um, that's where the attorneys have focused a great deal of their attention, because that's where people are rather in decline, right? And um, so then we have the state will also survey the facilities and make sure that they are treating, you know, uh, the wounds. Well, they, they look at the whole general care. But in terms of wound care, they're looking to see if the, you know, the guidelines have been met. And one of the things that I feel, you know, a great deal of compassion for is uh, in long-term care especially, you can have um, an LVN um, who is a, not an RN, 
um, a little bit less education, but they perhaps they've spent years passing their meds and helping their patients. And then their director of nurses comes along on Tuesday evening and says, starting tomorrow morning, you're our wound care nurse. And so they become the wound care nurse. Surprise! (laughs) And they don't know that there's a policy. They don't know there's a procedure out there. They're just told to follow the doctor's orders or whatever. And, um, And then survey comes along and says, you know, perhaps you're not doing things right. And so these are the people that I'm really trying to get to to help them so that, you know, they're doing they want to do the best job for their patients and they certainly don't want any trouble you know during survey and uh, certainly with you know no lawsuits and things like that so if they know what their duty is um then they won't breach that duty using some legal terms got it okay okay and now i know you know you do a lot of work also with veterans hospitals what's that work been like for you well, it really is a heartfelt for me because mm. these are people that are injured um, in war a lot of times or as a result from being exposed to certain elements during war. And uh, so there are warriors, whether they sat at a desk or, you know, were in a tank, whatever, but they're the ones that put themselves in that position um, sure, to they put, help they us put their stay butt free. on the line so that we can sleep at night. And I want them to have the best. They deserve the best. Absolutely. And, you know, any of the veterans hospitals that you've worked with around here that, you know, you appreciated the staff and and the relationships that you had there? I think they, for the most part, they really do. Well, what I've seen is they do really get a lot of um, benefits and, you know, really good care for the most part. Um, now I was visiting a hospital in Phoenix and, um, it was right when they were getting a lot of bad publicity about, you know, Mm. not seeing their, uh, veterans and veterans were waiting months to be seen and all of that. And yeah, public, you heard these just horrific stories. It was, well, it was horrifying, especially, you know, because there, there are our veterans and we want them to be treated honorably. And I'm standing waiting to see the, one of the veterans physicians uh, with regard to wound care. And they have a sign out in front of their clinic. And it was erasable so that they could change the t- statistics as they needed to. But it did say um, during the month of April, uh, over 2,200 veterans did not show up for their appointments and they didn't call to cancel. And so that made me also realize that there's another side of this in terms of being sure. responsible and calling in and saying, hey, I can't make it. And then perhaps another person could have filled that spot. That was a significant number of people in one clinic in mm-hmm. one month that failed to notify them. Yeah, not okay. And, um, you know, there's a saying, and the rest of the story, right? Right. And that's the rest of the story. Right, so, yeah. right. What are, you know, as, as, as we begin to wrap this conversation, what are, what are some things that you want our listeners and our network to know? Well, especially um, if you are out there in the community and have a wound or a loved one has a wound, um, there is a lot of wound care that is being done that is not uh, following guidelines and people don't even know that. Um, and so perhaps their care is not good. I mean, sure. I've, I've had wounds that, um, you know, my hairdresser had a wound on her leg for 25 years, for instance. And 
got bad wound care along the way, and I gave her one recommendation, and she was healed in five weeks. Wow. That's a huge difference in somebody's life, uh, things like that. And so do seek out, perhaps, um, if, you're, if you have a wound, make sure that you're seeing somebody that's wound care certified because they're going to have a okay. much higher level of wound care that they offer you using whatever science we have mm-hmm. behind it, you know, show me the science type of thing, yep. um, as well as truly understanding what the capabilities of those treatments are for that particular patient. We have mm. to look at, you know, diabetes. We have to look at, are they smoking? Um, there are so many intrinsic factors as well as extrinsic uh, so mm-hmm. factors, so some you have control over and some you don't have control over, like yep. trying to treat a 95 diabetic that smokes. Yes. Okay, challenge one, <laughs> challenge two, challenge three. Exactly. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. And, you know, where should we go to find you online? Well, I don't really um, have a business per se, mm-hmm. but um, I am available to help the community with certain wounds or th- things like that and talk about you know um, how I might be helpful my um, email is Ann A-N-N Avery A-V-E-R-Y 2011 at hotmail.com thank you so much for being generous and giving that out is it okay if we share that absolutely okay great well Ann thank you so much for coming on I have a very soft spot for nurses I now know so much more we now know so much more about wound care and the importance of it and thank you for your stand for the community and thank you for your stand for our veterans yes i appreciate being here thank you absolutely folks you have been listening to the rise up network and avery registered nurse certified wound care and veteran advocate thank you so much get out there and rise up <laughs>